This is the Motor Cop Chronicles podcast with the Midweek News. Join your host, Iceman and Holstera, two law enforcement professionals ready to offer their unfiltered opinions on the latest news from the world of law enforcement. No filters, no edits. So be warned, the content may be upsetting to some listeners. Sit down and hold up. This may get a little bumpy. Welcome, American Cop Chronicles podcast, midweek news. Good afternoon, everybody. Me and Holster, uh, Freebird had a fuzzy hat meeting. Fuzzy hats. Fuzzy hats. I hope everybody's been having a good week. I uh, actually went to a, uh, it was post, it, it was labeled as a, de-escalation class it was like it's supposed to be eight we were there for like nine hours yesterday but uh it was basically a fourth amendment class you know and, uh, and stuff on you know different type of custody stuff it was actually one of the best classes i've ever taken in 30 years uh so putting well, that, that was out good. there when he called me and told me i had to i had to look up the company and listen to them like them follow them on uh facebook they're pretty cool um, it's definitely stuff that needs to be taught to our newer officers, especially some of our veteran officers that just may not know. Um, it covered a lot of that stuff, like, uh, an individual walking around the city with a camera openly recording things, right? Yeah, yeah a little bit. I wish it went yeah. into it a little more on them auditor people. Yeah. But. I mean, the whole thing is there's no expectation of privacy in a public environment. There just isn't, uh, any place you can't pull out your, uh, your your genitalia legally um, would be considered public. So, you know, uh, all these people that walk around a city and they're just looking for that one cop that doesn't know, and suddenly you violate their rights accidentally because nobody ever taught you, and either you're fired or there's a huge-ass lawsuit. Well, these uh, these First Amendment auditors, that's what they do. They, they confront cops, they're rude, because they want, they want their they, – they want – they want their, uh, they're trying to get the cop to do something to violate it so they can sue because that's how they make and their money. And unfortunately, more often than not, the officer does it. Yeah, because they, they just, that's how they make their money because they're uh, pieces of shit, don't have a real job. Uh, we got Billy G here, Kelly, and Jason. Hey, and uh, we're going to get the uh, housekeeping out the way. We got some uh, good stories, a whole bunch of videos to watch. So, if you'd like a good cigar, go to MyPatriotCigar.com. Use promo code MOTORCOP15. You get 15% off your order. Uh, so, you know, good small businessman, stuff like that. Also, if you would like to get any merchandise, MotorCop merchandise, you can go either to MotorCop Chronicles Etsy store or you can go to the website, MotorCopChronicles.com. It's up here. Uh, they got all the links to everything. Uh, all the platforms and stuff on. Also, it's not, uh, it don't look real good yet. Uh, if you go to the website and look up at the upper uh, right-hand side, there you'll see a members thing. You can click on, you can sign up. It's free. You don't have to pay nothing. But on one of the stories tonight, uh, and I'll say when it gets here. Uh, I just... 
I just said that to Iceman. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, in an orange prison jumpsuit because he has me zoomed in like 30,000 times. I'm going to, uh, I got, I already put it in there. Uh, it's a meme that got some people in trouble and stuff, and I wasn't going to put it on here. Though. So it's in a members only section on my website. You have to join up to see. Like I said, it don't cost anything, but if you want to see the actual meme that got these uh, officers, basically they're going to be fired. See what got them in trouble. You have to go sign it, sign up, uh, sign up on there and become a member on it, and you can be able to see it. So that's up I to you. Your only fans? No, on on the Motor Cop Chronicles website. Oh, we got a website. <sighs> I'm sorry. See, I got to leave frame in order to talk. Oh, by the way, hold on, I didn't put the story on here. Uh, I hope he's eating Skittles because Skittles have went totally gay. So he can. I'm not eating Skittles. Yeah, you know, I, I hope I, you, I hope you eat some of that gay candy. No, since I shared the uh, the nerd gummy things with you guys, those are now my new favorite. And if you would like more stuff, uh, I think I got 19 or 20 episodes up there. Somewhere an hour, somewhere half an hour there's pictures of video i actually have like a six to eight minute video that was taken today uh from 7 30 this morning uh it's like you really want to deal with this breakfast if you want to see it you have to go to join uh, the patreon and see it and there's pictures and all kind of shit up there and uh if you don't no big deal gonna keep putting free stuff out here if you want more stuff i won't put out up here ever you'll have to join up Ever, you're bound to retire one day, old man. I'm not gonna put them out. I'm still not gonna put it out here. So speaking of the Patreons, yes, we we've been having a website, and uh, you know, <laughs> uh, Kelly said, I want to know if you have the orange Crocs also. No, they're camo. Here, let me get them off the floor because I I sit crisscross applesauce. Yeah, the camo. You, do you, what did you just say? I said Indian style, but you said crisscross applesauce. That's what yeah. happens when that's what happens when you eat too many Skittles, right there. Somebody's a hater. Speaking of our Patreons, we got uh Mr. William Gbo and uh Chad Jenkins, our two hangarounds. We got uh Jared Nitrous is a uh motor cop for life is a uh, crew member the last story night actually he sent it to me uh, on my way home we got uh john demink we got dan cross with burley boards a full crew member also y'all go check him out we got t-bird we got mr jim pokran from the short track guys podcast if you want to check him out he's a full crew member we got hobby hobson our truck driving buddy we got mr blake walker uh, see, A.A. Ron just hopped in the chat over there. Y'all go check him out on the I Had to Say It podcast, one of my go-tos. Uh, he's a crew member. We got Mr. Z. Palmer, Roy Spaulding. That's Roy with the S, not Roy with the P. We got our favorite Australian girl from down under, JoJo. We have Kaylee Norris and Natasha A. from the state of Washington. And the OG crew member, Melissa Holstein. Thank y'all for helping me pay some bills. And what do you, what do you, I hear you over there uh, typing, tick, tick, ticking away. Well, somebody's got to talk to the guest while you're bullshitting. They, they're listening to me. What? No, didn't you just like announce the names of the people that are in your. Uh, but they were just, but they were listening to me. 
Oh, okay. Well, I was talking over here to them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, if you'll have nothing else, we'll start with the stories. I, you know what? I do kind of have a fucking rant. Oh, not allowed to cuss. My apologies, people. Uh, either way, this is a show for adults. And this situation has me so upset that I just have to ask your opinion on the air about it. Entire islands in Hawaii have been completely totaled. Hundreds of people have lost their lives. And may, everybody doesn't have a home right now. And our president has the balls to say, I have an idea. Let's give him a stimulus payment of $700. I, I'm sorry. We just sent $40 billion to Ukraine. Why are we not, why are we not taking better care of Americans? Hawaiians are Americans too. You know, uh, those are people I've, I've, We've talked about them a lot, and it just pisses me off that all we're going to do is send $700 to them. Um, the fact that you're hearing a lot of people making statements about uh, big companies like BlackRock and stuff like that that are already trying to contact the homeowners saying, hey, um, we want to buy your property. That's bullshit. Anybody that sees this tra tragedy as an opportunity to purchase property is is a savage. And I don't. What's your opinion on it? Since you're just over there playing with the screen, <laughs> I was making you into a little oompa loompa. Uh, of course, they like I said they they asked Biden about. He's like, oh, no comment because he has no There's fucking no comment. he has no fucking clue what's going on because he's got pudding for brains. Uh, I know Oprah was over there already. Supposedly, she was there wanting she to help. Was there. She was wanting to help. Uh, I think she was looking to buy land. Also, she was. Uh, also, uh, if y'all like pineapples or pineapple juice, you better go buy it now because there's going to be a shortage of it because they're not producing no pineapples over there right now. Oh, they ain't going to be having no fun in the villages if all the pineapples are gone. I don't know what all them swingers are going to do without their upside-down pineapples. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I just wanted thinking. to bring that up. It it pissed me the hell off. Did it piss you off? Yeah. You sure? A little bit. <laughs> I well, to bring up a political conversation in a law enforcement podcast. <laughs> well, we're gonna start the stories. Since you think About this time. is you think this is the old podcast. Liberty Freedom Whiskey, that's not old. It's just it's on It's been pause. over a year since we put anything out. Uh, you never have time. Anyway, we're going this first story is from Police One. We're going to jump over to uh, Connecticut. Middleton, Middleton Middletown. Connecticut. Uh, Middletown. Middletown or whatever. Middletown uh, that had the shooting with all the kids. This is uh, the... A police, a uh, female police officer does discharge her weapon, and uh, but we're gonna. I got videos, so we're gonna watch a video. This first part, the, fir the first video is gonna be just a body Sarah cam by itself. Oh, it says warning. Graphic. It's not really graphic. Uh, it, it's like nineteen seconds, and then we'll that go. That dude's earring is graphic. Uh, or is that his hair? I don't know what the hell that is. I think it was a ear. 
piece. So, but anyway, let's get into it. Now, the reason they were over there is because this guy who is uh, right here is uh, he's a landlord. I don't know if it was he lives in this house or if this is his rent house, but he owns some property. And I don't know what happened, but he was like out bashing windows out and all kind of stuff with hammers and stuff. He was he was causing a. But he's the homeowner, right? He was causing a disturbance. I think he was threatening people with the hammer and all kind of stuff. He's he's committing crime. Can you put that down, please? What? Can you put that down, please? No. Call your back up. Come up hot. Stop. Damn, she don't want her back up to show up and be ugly. She wants him to show up and be hot. Think she meant in a hurry. Uh, right here. As soon as uh, he came down right here and she told him, look, he put that down and he keeps approaching because you don't want to run back it up because you're going to fall. And uh, as soon as he right here, it's hard to see right here when he started, she should have started backing up and drawing her weapon and start putting bullets in him. Now, when she fell down, did he have, oh, he still had the he, hammer. He's, oh, he's yeah, got sir. a claw hammer in his hand. She did shoot him numerous times. Uh, unfortunately, he's still alive. Uh, he, he did survive, unfortunately, and uh, we'll go to the news article on it. Was the first arriving officer on scene. Her brothers and sisters in blue standing by her side today in court and after in a press conference. Now, we do want to warn you that the body camera footage we are about to show you is disturbing. They came to my house numerous times. The police officers came to my house. 6.33 Saturday morning. Wasn't the first time Middletown police. I just want to say, they just, this ain't no small man either. Uh, this dude's at least, this dude looks like he's a minimum of about 6'3". So he, he's a big, he's a big fella. Visited landlord Winston Tate. They were at his Liberty Street home three times recently, including the night before, on reports of manic, argumentative, and uncooperative behavior. I supposed to not have police contact. So that when they come around, I was really getting nervous. And they called me outside. They called me out there. Mr. Tate, come outside. Despite counsel's advice, the 52-year-old addressing a courtroom filled and lined with uniformed officers. Mr. Tate was shot several times. He's got currently several gunshot wounds. Uh, one is actually actively bleeding as we're sitting here. Document. All right, hold on a minute. I'm checking my pocket. I have no fucks to give. I'm all out of fucks in my pockets for this dude. Uh, this defense attorney, she's probably a public defender or something. I, I mean, for her to sit down and act like, I mean, there ain't nobody in that courtroom feeling sorry for this bastard, wishing that a bullet would have hit his dome and uh, did the public a favor. So, uh, but there, there's no, you know, he's, he's, he's bleeding right now. Oh, let me check it. Gives a shit. Yeah. Yes, you shouldn't charge that a police officer with a weapon and shoved her to the ground. Huh? Yeah, so nobody cares that you're bleeding. Detective Carly Travis was responding to several reports of Tate screaming and smashing glass when he approached her wielding a claw hammer. Back up, come on. Why is she the only officer that responded? Maybe she was, uh, maybe she just got there first. But all she did was like 
She didn't give him no. He just like straight up. She's like put it down. He just attacks her. She ain't done nothing to this dude. Well, he's obviously crazy. Multiple calls about being a psycho. In a matter of seconds. The Office of Inspector General now leading an investigation into what transpired in a matter of seconds, leaving a local landlord with bullet wounds and sending a female detective to the hospital where she was treated and released. What dead. is clear body camera footage is key in the state's case. Man, I thought that guy was going to trip over here with a motorcycle guy. She fell to the ground. Yeah, this bastard right here. And he's over here trying to play the victim. No, you're not a victim. You're a predator. I guarantee you. I can, I can I mean, bet there's you no one reason. I mean, there's no reason. I understand the whole legal system and why we need it. But the attorney shouldn't even be talking. Let the judge watch the video camera for themselves and determine what the hell happened. It, you know, this whole alleged shit. It ain't no alleged. We got video. It shows what he did. Right. Exactly. This is not allegedly. This This man actively attacked a a police officer with a weapon in his hands and ended up shot. Uh, no remorse for me. I'm uh, sorry. Nope. Her body cam became detached, and the rest of what transpired was audio, basically hearing her screams uh, for help and, and trying to defuse the situation. Absolutely chilling. Middletown police held a press conference saying that they stand by Detective Travis's side. They are calling her a hero. The police chief also calling for public safety reforms. At the end of the day, um, we believe that she's strong and uh, she needs to be noted as, as a heroine. There's reforms in the bail, um, corrections. Um, we need to invest in those things. Uh, we can't uh, make new laws without a follow-up on good programming. Uh, for those that are being released from these facilities or from corrections, giving them opportunity for success. And today, a judge raised bail for Tate from $500,000 to $850,000. He is charged with first-degree <laughs> attempted assault and second-degree assault on an officer. In Middletown, I'm Samaya Hernandez, Fox 61. You don't hear that much in uh, that part of the country. In, in Florida, that would have been aggravated battery with a deadly weapon. This, um... You know, but you don't hear that this was in, what, Connecticut? The, you, I do like how the judge watched the body cam footage and upped the bail. Yeah, like I said, you you don't have that much in them, those, because that's a pretty woke area. But uh, like I said, piece of shit. Unfortunately, the guy survived. Uh, it's like, I guarantee you next time uh, the cops have to deal with him, if he ever does, whenever he does get out, and uh, he charges at them with anything, I seriously doubt he makes it to court next time so anyway this next one is uh yours there's no video or no pictures nothing uh right. it is from the it's from nebraska actually, yeah i did some of my own research on this one so um keep in mind nebraska is a little uh behind the times uh they do not have medical marijuana they have medical CBD. If the CBD contains any THC, you automatically go to jail. That is completely opposite for how it is here in Florida. And you already know Iceman believes people should serve life sentences for uh, dime bags of marijuana. So uh, with that being said, uh, Nebraska governor rejects proposal to relax police recruitment standards for marijuana or narcotics. Okay. So, 
basically the the current standard is like you can't do drugs any hard drugs for more than five years in order to be a police officer um and you can't have smoked marijuana within two years of wanting to be a police officer um it was suggested by many unions and stuff like that that they reduce it um to do, 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 12 months for marijuana and then something like two years for hard narcotics or three years for hard narcotics and it was shut down i see that's the thing is we have states that have completely legalized marijuana um full bore you get look at colorado they they've completely legalized it so in the state of colorado i would believe that if an officer was off duty and wanted to partake in marijuana, it is legal there. Um, I don't see how they could hold that against them. They probably put something in the policies that you can't do it, which I don't think uh, you right. should because marijuana stays in your system for 30 days. So let's say uh, you smoked marijuana on a weekend when you were off duty and you come to work on a Tuesday, but you haven't smoked any since Friday night or when you were off and you get involved in the shooting, it's, still going to show up in your system so this so I, have, I have a couple theories on that i i get it I, I i do get the fact that it's still going to be inside of your system but you can tell if somebody is high okay it's, it's not something you can hide you know what kind of lawsuits they're going to have though i mean you got all these ben chumps and already out there wanting to sue for everything lord forbid a cop has positive for weed that just shot somebody but Look at this. I mean, how many times have officers woke up around America, hung over, and still went to work? I'm just saying. They still have alcohol in their system. And, I mean, and that's legal, too. And if they uh, if they test positive, they get in the shooting, you know they're going to test you. And if they test you, you come back positive. Shouldn't have, oh, I, I should get have it. In. I get it. I just – so having a completely different conversation – they were trying to increase recruiting numbers because apparently in Nebraska there's no officers. I, hell, I I couldn't imagine there's that many people that live in Nebraska. But um, they're what they're saying. Look, man, we we can't get in the officers because everybody smokes weed, and you're you're wanting them to not smoke weed for like three years before they can even apply. I mean, can we lower that to like twelve months? And they're no. Me and you knew somebody that, and from Ohio one time that had issues because he was yeah. trying to be a cop, but he still wanted to smoke weed. Remember, and we had to tell this person stop smoking fucking weed. Yeah, you might get away with it at work, but that time you need to pull your weapon and use it, you're gonna get so, fucked hard. <sighs> Sorry. So anyway, I, I I think this governor did a good job. Uh, you don't hear that too often, so uh, good job, Nebraska governor bad job nebraska governor you need to be replaced with somebody i don't live there so i could really care less but uh, governor is doing great next we're going we're coming uh my my governor sucks donkey ass okay uh yes he does dead donkey ass with maggots in it we are gonna go to alabama and and this thing this shouldn't be happening uh, but with a lot of this, you know, cops need to stop putting themselves in some of these situations. Uh, you can do your job without getting in this situation. Do I have a video? No, there's no video picture or nothing on this one. Uh-huh. It's from Police One. 
An Alabama officer is thrown from a suspect's vehicle and then run over during a traffic stop. Uh, and we don't I, have I, a don't, video? I don't know. No, there's no video. I don't know how to even say the name of this town in in Alabama. I'm not gonna try. Uh, anyway, he was thrown from a suspect's vehicle and run over during this week uh, weekend traffic stop. The police chief over there provided the account of what happened. They said on Saturday, the officer tried to conduct a traffic stop uh, near an intersection. The officer tried to take the driver, a 43-year-old Cora Dorius Burns, into custody. Burns resisted, and a struggle ensued. The arresting officer found himself inside of the vehicle that Burns was driving. Johnson said Burns was able to get the vehicle to drive and started driving away at a very high rate of speed. First of all, so... He must have went to arrest him. The guy must have been stronger power. Was able to get back into his vehicle. Cop still holding on to said bad guy. This is what I'm thinking happened. This is where a lot of law enforcement needs to change their mindset. When this guy gets back into his car and he's dragging you in there with him, there ain't no shame in disengaging. Disengage with this guy. Cops Get back have to your car. You can call them. Cop, cops have this mentality, and I've been guilty of it. We have the mentality of, oh, he's resisting me. He's not listening. There ain't no way I'm gonna let this son of a bitch get away from me. At this point, when this guy got back in his car, is dragging and in there with him. Just, just let him go. Disengage. Like Holster said, get in your car and chase him or whatever. Right. Anyway, the guy took off at a high rate of speed. The officer uh, was thrown from the vehicle, and his legs were probably, what I'm thinking, he was halfway in, halfway out. So he started dragging him. Cop fell out the car, fell out or Ooh. disengaged. And when he did, the vehicle probably rolled over him that way. That's what I'm guessing now. There's no video. Makes sense. The officer was taken to the medical center with broken bones to his left arm, left elbow, left in his left ankle, where the vehicle had ran over his arm and leg. He was treated and released, but will be off the job for extended period of time. And feel that shit. It would be able to tell you when it rains for the rest of his life. When it's getting ready to rain. Yeah. Uh, bad guy crashed into a tree down the road, taken into custody. He's charged with second degree assault. First degree possession of Amara Joanna. And he's being held at the Talladega County Jail, set at $75,000. Just what I'm talking about. This entire scenario could have been avoided if weed was legal there. Disengage. Why? Why why would you get get into a pursuit? Why would you run from the cops for simple marijuana? I, I just. You, I'm sorry. We both know the cop that would arrest the guy for having a roach in the glove box, and it's a joke. I've known guys I mean, to do that. A, I'm just saying it's got to be a garbage bag full of crap. But, but on, but on this one, I'll, if you're law enforcement and listen, and something like this happens to you, there ain't no shame in disengaging. Get yourself All some back. space. There's no shame in it. If this guy's obvious, this guy was obviously overpowering. The cop. I work with some guys that are of smaller statue. They got guys out there that are bigger than me too. I'm the biggest guy in the world. I'm lucky I'm on the bigger side of it. But he's a big dude. But uh, 
I work with some guys that that are way smaller that if they snatched a hold to me with their hands and you know there's a good chance they're gonna have to disengage or get hurt so uh it's no there's no shame in it disengage if it was a traffic stop you already had his plates and stuff chase him down or whatever i mean now this guy's in the hospital he's probably gonna have some kind of pain the rest of his life so uh like I said, just dis dis you as, as a cop, you do ever you never want to end up inside of a suspect's car with them, ever. That's not where you want to be. So. Not unless it's like somebody like Willie Nelson, and they ask you to come on the bus and then get on the bus. This you next one, uh, this next one's gonna piss some of y'all off, or it should, because it pissed me the hell off. Oh, what am I doing? I'm over here making t-shirts. Uh, this is about the convicted oh, killer yeah. up in I Tennessee. I got a video, Convi- too. So, Convicted killer of Tennessee police officer released from prison. That's pretty much all I needed to say, and then we could roll that beautiful bean footage. Released early from prison. Bullshit. Yeah. Driving officer on scene, her brothers and sisters in blue standing the police by. police officer Julie Jacks was released from prison early. The Department of Corrections says Isaac Jones III was released last Saturday. In 2002, he overpowered Officer Jackson, shot and killed her with her own weapon. In 2000, y'all can see this is a picture of her. She was young, shot and killed her with her own weapon. This dude should be doing life without parole. And I, I got to say, that's always, that was always one of my biggest fears while on the job is to get my own weapon used against me. This, I, I mean, that's just... Yeah, this dude should be doing life without parole, but he's out of jail. Five, he was sentenced to 25 years in prison. He's now 44 years old and has served 18 years. That's a few years short of the 85% requirement for parole. Local 3 News has asked the Department of Corrections why he was released early, and we are waiting for an answer. Chattanooga Assistant Police Chief. That's a picture of the dirtbag piece of shit back here between them. Now, this guy's 44 years old. He's 18 years in prison. Look on his eyes. Mm-hmm. Looks he, like a killer to me. He's 44. You know, he's got plenty of life left to live in front of him, don't he? He shouldn't have. Does yes. she? Does she? No. Her life's been snuffed out yeah. by his criminal. Her, her life's done. She was out trying to do good. But this piece of shit gets to go out and finish his life off, Maybe. Only thing we can hope is he does something stupid and he gets taken out, or he does something and he ends up back in prison for the rest of his life. He shouldn't be ever walking on the streets again. For simple no. reason, he took this young lady's life, took her gun from her, and shot her with her own gun uh, several times and killed her. He should never seen outside of that prison again. So, Gary Sutton says their focus has always been on keeping the memory of Officer Julie Jacks alive. She says the loss of a fellow officer brings more empathy when handling situations in the community. Local 3's Abigail Martin spoke with Chief Sutton earlier this evening to reflect on her memories with Officer Jax. Julie was just, to know her was to love her. Assistant Chief Sutton says it's been important to remember the great memory spent with Officer Julie Jax. She says when they worked together, there was girl power. She says her favorite memory was 21 years ago. They were trying to get a juvenile home after being past curfew and intoxicated. 
She says Officer Jax began to pick up the teen off the ground and get him in the car without Sutton's help. And I'm thinking to myself, little lady, what are you doing? I'm here to help. But that's the type of person she was. She was like a Teflon Don. Officer Jax was awarded Rookie of the Year in 2001. And Chief Sutton says Jax was always a hard worker and was always ready to work. She was very much about her business as a police officer. Um, she treated people with dignity and respect. When Officer Jax was killed, Sutton was serving as a temporary school resource officer. She says after losing Jax, the department became deliberate about how to improve community and officer safety. Managing our encounters, maintaining distance and space, and creating those opportunities to change or shift the balance in whatever the, the situation is in our favor. Chief Sutton says they have heavily focused on training and using tools to ensure everyone goes home safely. That was really hard. Um, not just losing your teammate, but also realizing that, you know, the realities of this job are very real. You might not go home. Chief Sutton told Abigail Martin it's important to hold on to faith and good memories. She says the department is there for Officer Jack's family and friends, and she will always love her former zone partner. 20 Chattanooga police officers. I want to, like I said, they, they, plus they, they, he didn't even do 85%. This dude should never right. seen daylight. He should never bring breathe free air again. Shit like that just pisses me off. Kelly talking about the uh, other story says he has not worth your life. He's lucky. Yeah, he's lucky he did live through it and he had his head run over. Billy's like, uh, wow, piece of shit kills a cop, gets out early. What the absolute fuck is wrong with that? Uh, who knows? Who knows? Right now, uh, I'm, I might talk about this weekend. Our governor is uh, trying to uh, commute all the death row inmates to life, 52-something inmates. He's trying to, like, Get rid of the death penalty right before he gets out. Four months before he gets out of office. I hey, hear me out. What Here's a piece what of shit! They should, they should take the governor and stick him in Angola. Yeah, that's what they should do. Yep. This next one, uh, I might have mentioned it before, but we had a video. Anyway, this 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 is freaking crazy. <laughs> they got this, this my story. No, it's not. This one was just your story. Oh. Area. This is in Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> Minnesota, they uh, went to have a town town hall meeting, and uh, the entire police department walks in, turns yeah. hands in their resignation, and leaves. Uh, so <laughs> it's not a big department, but uh, it's still the point. It, you it know? don't matter. That, that right there can cripple the town. Oh, yeah, yeah. After the entire force announced it is resigning. This comes just weeks after the police chief told the city council that offering $22 an hour would not get any new recruits to walk through the door. Like, nope, name 22 bucks an hour to anybody can't work here. Fox 9's Rose Schmidt explains what the next steps are in Goodhue. The entire police force resigned here in Goodhue. That's the chief, an officer, and five part-time officers. City officials are now asking, how do they move forward? It was standing room only Monday night at Goodyear City Hall as officials discussed the seven resignation letters they were handed last week. I think we're all a little bit blindsided by it, um, but um, we're resilient and um, 
we're going to move forward. So, but what? it is hard. Mayor Ellen Anderson Buck says Police Chief Josh Smith and his officers will be employed until August 24th. Then after that, their cases will be handed off to the Goodhue County Sheriff's Office. I want to reiterate that we will have police coverage in the city of Goodhue. That is not an issue. To understand how the city got to this point, this was Chief Smith on July 26th, sounding the alarm about recruitment problems. Like I said, we, this has been three weeks now. We've got zero applicants, and I have zero prospects. I've called every PD around to get for the youngest guys out there getting into the game. There's nobody getting into the game. The chief told the council small towns like Goodhue are losing recruits to the cities, and he himself had multiple offers that week alone. If you want yeah. to keep the PD, and this is something where we want to continue going with, something that needs to change dramatically and drastically, and it's got to happen now. City officials now recognize that if they're going to be able to rebuild, they'll need to be competitive. I can probably speak for everybody that, you know, they provided excellent safety and security to our community. And the small town policing that they did, you know, we want that back. The mayor is set to meet. I'm sure they do want it back. Uh, OAA Ron over here is like 22 an hour to risk getting shot at when they can start at Wendy's for 19. We have a, uh, I, don't know if it's a I don't know if it's considered a town or still considered a village. I'm not sure. But it's like the chief's even part-time. I think these dudes are making like 15 bucks. Everybody's part-time, but, but they like 15 bucks an hour for, I mean, they got dudes flipping hamburgers making more shit than that. Uh yeah. Billy says, bloody Angola, great po podcast. Uh, you know, me and that dude used to uh, work for the same department, right? Me and uh, Woody. You know, I actually spoke to uh, that Jim Chapman guy, his daughter, at the grocery store a couple weeks back when I was buying some food. Uh, but, yeah, the whole department quit. Uh, hey, nobody wants to be cops no more. You just can't blame them. Yeah, I was asked that during one of the interviews that I did. Somebody asked, how I plan on bringing people back? And I'm like, only thing I can do is treat them like a human and let them know that I got their back as long as they do their job. Because, I mean, back when I was in law enforcement, it seemed like everybody had a law enforcement certification. And everybody was trying to get a job in law enforcement. Nowadays... People are smartening up. They're, they're not willing to die for no 20000 30000 a year. You know, um, I mean, the dying is never the goal. But at the same time, geez, I'd like to be able to go out to, you know, take vacations with my family. But it's crazy. Well, this next one is yours. We're going to your neck of the woods. My heading to Miami. Miami. Do you have a video? Of course you do. Of course I do. Two years second for. It's tragedy. Detective seriously hurt after driver pins her against the vehicle. As the detective was exiting her vehicle at the scene, the driver accelerated, striking the detective and pinning her up against another car. Uh, she didn't air him out. Um, a detective was seriously injured on Monday afternoon when the police say a driver struck and pinned her against another vehicle on the Overtown Street as she was responding to an altercation. <clears throat> it's a tragedy, Morales said. The suspect, whose name hasn't been released, oh, of course not, uh, he 
was detained and he tried to escape, according to authorities. Uh, and then they go into how it would unfolded. I'm assuming that's all in the video. So let's check it out. Officer Julie Jacks was released from prison early. We're on duty for a Miami detective who witnesses say was struck by a suspect who hit the gas. And local 10 shooting stand with us live down with Miami with what we're learning about the officer involved. Janine. We're told she is a veteran city of Miami police detective. According to the chief, she was in uniform, but she was actually in that unmarked black car. And according to the chief, it's when she got out of the car that things turned dangerous. This just kind of highlights the risk that the brave men and women uh, take each and every day. A veteran police detective rammed by a suspect in a car, now recovering in the hospital. It all unfolded Monday afternoon. The chief says Miami detective Lee Chin, seen in this photo wearing black, was in uniform and working in detail in Overtown when she was flagged down about some type of altercation at Northwest 2nd Avenue and 12th Street. Overtown looks like it's kind of shitty. Like, uh, yeah. Just saying, it don't look like a high-end part of town anyway. No. Just, just, just my observation. She was exiting her vehicle to conduct further investigation. The offender, driving a vehicle, accelerated, uh, struck the officer, pinned her against the vehicle. He put the car in drive and completely rammed it into her. Witnesses in shock, describing the dangerous and chaotic situation, some telling us... See the damage to the vehicle. <clears throat> so, I mean, she's probably got some significant damage to her legs and stuff. Right. It's crazy. I, I don't, I'm surprised you didn't air him out. Are used was stolen. I was like still in front of my building when he took off with the car and finally the officer tried to stop him. But instead of hitting the, the police car to get the car the way, he went towards the officer and slammed her against another car. When he tried to turn it around the corner, they chased him down to stop him. The units responding subsequently were able to take the offender into custody and were able to render first aid. Detective Chin was awarded with Officer of the Month several years ago and has been on the force for nearly two decades. We're told she suffered injuries to her extremities and is in serious condition. The investigation into what led up to all of this spanning into the night. We're just hoping for the best outcome. So you can see right now, it is still an active scene. This whole area is still blocked off. Detective Chin is still in the hospital. We understand that she is undergoing surgery. The name of that suspect has not yet been released. We're in Miami. I'm Janine Stanwood. Well, you heard what they said there, right? Suspect? That means they ain't, haven't caught him yet. I thought they said he was apprehended because uh, he, and, and he tried to flee. Maybe so. I don't know. But anyway. Uh, I hope this lady, uh, this detective, gets a full recovery. Is, gets a full recovery. Uh, I know uh, I worked for a sheriff that uh, early in his career got hit by a drunk driver just like that and got pinned. And uh, he was able to walk and stuff, but uh, they didn't know if he was going to lose his legs or not. I mean, it, it's, it's bad. It can be extremely bad. So uh, I just hope this, uh, this detective makes a full recovery and, and I hope I hope that dude spends a lot of time for creating this great bodily harm against this officer. Yeah. Next, we actually got a uh, good Samaritan. There ain't many of these uh, out there too often. This one, uh, I got I got a video. Uh, 
the thank God for the Good Samaritan because uh, I don't know why this cop didn't air anybody out here either. Uh, it sounded like he was being attacked by two people. Uh, so we'll turn the video on and uh, let y'all watch it. For a Miami detective who witnesses say was struck by a suspect who. That is not the video. Hi, buddy. In a weekend traffic stop, Eyewitness News first told you about it Monday. And tonight we have new details about that traffic stop as well as exclusive video of the stop in 2822 News. I-Team reporter Andy Mahalschik has been working the story. He joins us live in the studio tonight, Andy. Well, good evening, Nick and Cass. I spoke to a man, the Good Samaritan, who witnessed a Lawrenceville officer being assaulted and stepped in to help. He was then the target of one of the suspects who allegedly attacked the officer. The video he recorded is rather intense. Now this, this little this little cunt right here, right here, her, she uh, yeah I said that uh, she was the driver uh, and that this person she's doing this with right now is the Good Samaritan, not the uh, cop. I think the uh, the guy has already run off at this point. Uh, like I said, she just. That is 20-year-old Kiana Mae Danley. Moments after police say she... she she's making her, her parents are extremely proud uh, of her right now. 30-year-old N1 Levon. This is the guy, 30 years old. I'm sure he's going to... I'm sure he, he's going to be a good uh, baby daddy one day. <laughs> right after you put um, some money on his uh, commissary. Burns assaulted Largeville Police Sergeant Craig Seabrick during a traffic stop Saturday evening. The drama unfolded around 8 p.m. on Route 11. According to investigators, Seabrick pulled over the pair inside a Chevy Malibu for speeding on Route 11. This is video taken by a security camera at the Citgo Express Food Mart. You can see Sergeant Seabrick get out of his police cruiser. You cannot see the actual assault by the officer. Investigators say Danley was driving the car, Burns was a passenger. Jerry Leck has stopped at the food mart. You can see him walking over to see what was going on. At first, he wasn't sure what was happening. The second time I heard a noise, I turned and looked, and when I did, I, I saw the officer's face, and he was in a headlock, and it was bright red, and there was a gentleman on top of him, and he was reaching for his belt area, I guess where his gun is, and his arms are moving, and it looks like he's trying to grab for him. That's why I carry a knife on the opposite side of my gun. I can lock my yeah. lock my gun down with my one hand, reach down, grab my knife with the other one, and uh, guess what? Somebody's about to feel a blade in them. You're have a bad bad day. Yeah, and as soon as they disengage, because I'm stabbing them, the gun's going to come out, and I'm going to give them some lead. Uh, these 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 two pieces of shit should have been shot if this. This is when, if this man would have been a, a concealed carry permit person right here, he had, and, and he saw that cop in the headlock, and the way, and that guy was trying to get his gun, he could have walked up to that dude and point blank blew his brains out all over the sidewalk. And com been completely justified. Yes. It happens every day in America. Yeah. So. And like roll them over at the same time. Lex says that Danley then joined in on the attack on Sergeant Seabrick. 
Lex says he saw the two punching, kicking, and choking the officer. As I got closer, the female came out, and then she went over, and I thought she was going to take the other individual off the officer, but she never did. She started bending down, punching him, bending down, kicking him and stuff. So all I could do is I was a little too far away as I just started yelling to get off him. Danley and Burns got off the officer. He ran into the woods. She went back into the car. Lex says he took pictures of the car's VIN number and license plate. Then Danley came at him. Right about here, she, when she came at me and swung on me, she wouldn't have been driving her car off because I'd have knocked that bitch out. Fact. She'd been laid out. I didn't, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not into hitting women. She don't act like a woman. She's a cunt. And I would have punched her in her face when she tried to hit me. Because she already she was, she was attacking the cop with her piece of shit uh, sperm donor. Me and pushing me, slapping me. I think she was trying to get the cell phone also because I was holding it back away from her. A few minutes later, Leck recorded Danley speeding out of the Food Mart parking lot. Lex says he had to do something to help the officer. If you see something, if you don't feel comfortable, at least call 911 right there. Just don't stand around and look at it. You know, watch it happen. Now, Burns was arrested the next day. Danley was taken to custody that night. They both face a slew of charges. He's locked up. She posted bail. Sergeant Seabrook suffered injuries to his head and torso. We're told he'll be okay. Nick and Cass, back to you. Well, both of them should have been ventilated. Uh, two pieces of shit that are going to end up being in prison for the rest of their life because they're pieces of shit. They're going to be criminals the rest of their life. I hope to God she don't have children. Because probably uh, does. she probably does, it probably raises them to be pieces of shit just like she is. Because you know, criminals got to come from somewhere. Most most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time they come from other criminals. Yeah, it is rare they come from a perfect household where everybody you know is normal. Usually, it is something that carries down. I'm just glad that uh, that guy stopped to help. It could have been a different situation. Unfortunately, he wasn't a concealed carry guy. Uh, if I'd have been in that situation, I would have uh, walked up and saw that dude choking that cop out, and I had my gun on me. I'd have just shot, and he was trying to take that cop's gun. I'd have, I'd have just blow his brains out. And hopefully, if the stupid bitch would have attacked me, then I'd have probably shot her ass too. So, this next one is yours. Do, 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 do. A second. I don't know where new gentlemen's work, uh, Aaron. Uh, there's new gentlemen's there. Just a virus, just just you know, you know, drain on society. Well, the the title is "Good Boy Eddie." Uh, video shows Washington canine leading deputies to a spot where two armed suspects were hiding. The suspects got out of a stolen truck and tried to hide. Canine Eddie tracked down the two suspects and became fur missiles. Um, no, no. Eddie was, with, Eddie was a good boy, said, though. Eyewitness News first told you about it Monday. That's an idea. On Monday, August 8th, our deputies responded to a call of an armed robbery at a... Pretty sure this guy got his job because uh, he, he's a pretty boy. Well, I, I'm telling you, the eyes are pretty good. He yeah, he, like he, he's, a, he's, he's, a, yeah, he's a pretty boy. That's why he got that uh, public information officer job. 162nd Street, Cordes, and 66th Avenue East. 
When they arrived on scene, they were told that the owner of a vehicle had his water truck stolen and his brother had been following that stolen vehicle. When he tried to apprehend the suspects, he said that they had fired shots at him and he fired right back. Deputies arrived on scene and found the truck unoccupied in the middle of the roadway. They were advised two suspects fled from the truck. With the potential of them being armed, we called for assistance from who else? K9 Eddie. They left it running. No. Are you worried about gas miles? Stolen. I must say this while, while we're watching Eddie run around tracking. Uh, if you want to be a canine cop, you need to be in pretty damn good shape uh, cardio-wise, especially when these dogs are on tracks. And plus, sometimes you got to be going over fences and all kind of other shit with the dogs, too. You got to pick the dog up, put him over the fence, then you got to jump it. Yeah, <laughs> You can tell he's on a good track. Witnesses had told deputies they saw the suspect jumping several fences. Usually we could make a passage through the fences, but knowing they kept hopping fences, they chose to go around. over here for positive ID. Good boy! Good boy, Waters! What are the boys? With like, both suspects in now? custody, they were... He's a good boy. Now he don't get to go bite him now. <laughs> no, I mean, the dog looked like he was go... He's like, yo, good boy, yeah, I want to bite him now. Uh, Kelly, it, it may be me. I need, uh, 
I just bought a uh, a new DSL cable. I think this one's old. I've been having issues with it. So Did you uh, say DSL cable or, or whatever cable I got, Ethernet cable. I'm sorry. Uh, it might, six. Yeah, whatever. Uh, you sound weird or something for some reason. Uh, you know, right. I, I apologize because right now I'm on, on my, I'm on Wi-Fi. I got to hook the cable and stuff up. So hopefully this weekend when I go live or something, it won't be like that. So. Because you're not supposed to. Uh, well, you've got like 300 foot of cable there I left that somebody could just put ends on. Okay. Reset your mic or something. I don't know what's going on with you. Anyway, Eddie was a good boy. I can't even hear you now. We all saw that while well, he's working on that. No, it's not your phone. It's probably on mine. Yeah. Uh, did we all see the uh, smashing? Can't hear you. The the smashing grabs. Yeah, I, once I get the cable put in it, new Ethernet, it should be fine. We're just going to look at the smash and grab. On Monday, August 8th, our deputies responded to a call from Dawson. Oh, oh this is just bad. Maybe it's man. I don't know what's going on. Uh, having all kind of issues tonight, aren't I? We'll have to stop on the videos for tonight because uh, if it's all doing like that, I don't know why it's doing that. So, all right, looks like it's on my end. So, maybe it's buffering too much. I don't know. And that would be Holstera coming back in. It's on my end, man. The videos are doing it too. I don't know why it's doing it. So, and I can't even. No, I'm just going to stop at the stories because I can't even play the videos with the issue. And then uh, what I am going to do is I am going to go over the, uh, I put a thing out for a free t-shirt on Facebook. I'm going to go over that real fast and we're going to have to end it. Uh, It's an hour. Uh, We just ain't be able to finish the stories up. I apologize. I don't know what's going on. I ain't never had this issue before. Talk. What, me? No, no, I don't know what's going on. Uh, it might be because I'm on, on, on Wi-Fi. I don't know. So. Anyway, I'm going to go over to Facebook. We're going to read over some of the, uh, if y'all saw the memes I put out, it was a guy, you know, in like Walmart, and he has like a bikini underwear on and a dog, and he's with a, a looks like an older lady. We're going to go over those comments, see who had the funniest, and uh, see who wins the free t-shirt. Uh, I'm not reading that one. I don't know why I got four votes on it, and it don't count. Because Holstair went under Motor Cop Chronicle, and, and I had one. Uh, the Crow's Nest says, don't worry, lady, it's a service animal. 
Uh, Bacon Cook says, damn it, Marlene. I said a smaller pineapple would fit better. Uh, Caden Holt said, Jeremiah, you're not getting that Lego set today. And what I tell you about bringing Ernest in here? I don't think you need another tube steak, Teresa said. Uh, Pete said, can't, don't, don't talk. It's just horrible. Just sit there. <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, Pete says, uh, Darlene, I don't want, I don't want Bruce to be embarrassed because he's the only one here who doesn't have pants on. And don't forget, you're out of peanut butter. Doris says, I want them to weigh my sausage. Do you think they will? Anita says, uh, Emperor's new clothes. The non-service dog lets him know if he left them left with clothes on. It must be Tuesday again. I'm shopping here, too, because I don't have enough sausage. That was Clint. Thomas Porn says, I hear Freebird gets his meat here. Darling, Darlene, do you think he will sign my G-string? I can't wait to receive some bird seed. I don't think you want bird seed on your meat. Uh, Dan Carlson says, I'm here for my meat suit fitting. Kelly says, excuse me, are those my pants you have on? I left them in the woman's bathroom. Jim says, compromise elsewhere. Billy says, hey, at least my sausage is wrapped. Pete says, I scanned. I scanned like. I scanned like it said, and the deli sausage genie popped up. Okay, <laughs> it's the one popping up thing. Mitzi, mm, I believe the clothing section would be more appropriate. I wouldn't even blame that sweet pup if he ran away to find a new family. Sean says, who let Ron off the leash again? That's you, I believe. Who let you off the leash? Uh, Melissa says, Karen, I said meatless turkey. I'm watching my figure. Please tell me you lost a bet. No shirt, no shoes, no fucks, Aaron says. Uh, Lydia says, her, three pepperoni logs, please. Does it come with sauce? No, make your own. Roy says, Iceman doesn't like it when I'm fully dressed while I'm rubbing his hand, so get over it. <laughs> you leaving? All right. I'm just going to finish this up. We got $20 is $20. And uh, Peggy, you know he only get, eats gluten-free. That's why he's acting embarrassed as if he doesn't know us. So Brian Gilliard has two uh two likes. Lydia's got one. Melissa Holstein's got one. And that one don't count. Do they have any on the other one? If y'all see any and want to vote on them, please let me know. So I'll know. If y'all are even still here. Since it was just messing up. And on the other one. Mom, Ed Wisdom's mom. I want the juicy garlic bologna. Wiener companion dog. 
Uh, oh, ma'am, have you happened to see a wiener around? You lost your wiener again. And that dog ate my pants, but at least this Louisiana is keeping my balls warm. That is true, Johnny. <clears throat> so, it looks like O'Brien Gilliatt has the most votes. So, uh, we're going to classify him as the winner. <clears throat> On this, I got to definitely get that uh, new cable put in. Because we're having issues. We're not going to vote on hot nuts because I'm lagging and we haven't all got issues. I'm going to try to do an extra episode to make up for this one. Everybody be safe. Watch your back. Watch your partner's back. Remember where lines. You know, Next week is motor competition, but I'll talk about that a little bit more this weekend. Hopefully I'll have everything fixed. <laughs>